There is a country beyond that which is known to humankind. A stray country. A country that exists west of October. Whose borders are somewhere between midnight train whistles and the distant hell of a dog. A country that lies somewhere in the stitched and jittering static between radio stations. A country that drifts through America like a traveling salesman. But every now and then stops the nest on a small town. A small church. A single street. And maybe, just maybe, some kind of delayed radio broadcast you've stuffed in your ears. Chapter 8 No, Mom. Not the garbages. Not today. Saturday mornings were a dangerous time to be a kid. Sure, a kid was free from the taskmaster's middle-grade education for a whole day, a whole two days, yes. But the boys who had a mother who insisted on buying a family set of encyclopedias, the weekends were never quite safe. It was best to avoid mother Saturday mornings. Sunday, sure, there was no getting out of going to church. Nope, not even Jack would try that more than once a year. Yes, Billy would be going to church on Sunday without a doubt. It was not a war he fought. It was not a war he could win. It was less like David and Goliath, and more like a mosquito and Goliath. Yes, Sunday morning, church on the weekend was just a given. A Rhineland given back to Germany. But Saturday morning, on the other hand. Mom had the notion the kids needed to learn how to work. Something not said, but lived herself. So if one bumped carelessly into Mom's Saturday morning, or made the cardinal air of lingering too long in front of the television, one would end up with a laundry list of chores. But if a kid could avoid Mother, make himself scarce, let her get involved in her own projects and pursuits, Billy had learned, when he was out of sight, he was out of mind. And if he was out of mind, sometimes Saturday, he could skirt free of chores. Because Mom was a chore giver in the mornings, but even she relented to the playtime appetite of boys by noon. Yes, even Mother knew if she hadn't issued chores by lunch, she would be pushing back against cosmic forces she knew nothing about. Which is a boy's desire to run free. Billy made himself scarce. Dad was changing the oil on the car. Mom was playing piano, which was perfect because Billy's ears could keep tabs on her location. Hey, Dad. Dad was safe. Dad saw his own kids as younger than they ever were, which means they were always too young for the responsibilities Mom was so eager to heap upon them. Hey, Billy, came the voice below the car. Have you seen Jack? I think he went to soccer, came a grunted voice, trying to wrench free the oil filter. What time? Don't know, maybe an hour ago. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll ride my bike over and watch. Sure, look both ways before you cross the street. Yeah, of course. But Billy was thinking. 
Something about last night's dream. Something about the street. His eyes ran up the big top black top. Mary Brogan's house, empty, somewhere down the street. Hey, Dad? Yeah? What did Mary Brogan do? Like for work? Yeah. Well, she had her husband's pension. Oh. Well, what about before? Before she's married? Yeah. Dad's hands stopped fiddling beneath the car. I think I remember hearing she was a seamstress. Dad's hands went back to work. Oh. Why do you ask? Just, you know, wondering. Okay, see ya. Hey, before you go, will you hand me that oil filter? Yeah, sure, Dad. Where? It's right there in that. Billy didn't hear Dad finish his sentence. Didn't hear Dad say sack. Because his eyes had found the sack. The white plastic sack wafting like the flag of capitalism in the mid-morning soft talk of wind. A fallen flag, wind ruffled from the ground. The oil filter anchoring it to the world, like some kind of sin what kept a ghost stuck, pinned and glued to planet Earth. The sack cattle ran this way. Back slid that way, thrashed like a bear-trapped animal, leaking tears and piss and pheromones of fear, trying to break free, trying to ride the wind away. Billy did not move. The oil filter, Billy right there, in the white sack. Billy did not move. Billy, what's gone into you? It's just right there. Just hand it to me, will ya? Billy did not move. The sack moved plenty. Listening to the wind splinter the trees leaf by leaf, it danced with a plastic sack smile, jittered like a woman's frock drying on the summer line. Hell's bells! Dad came out from under the car. It's right here, he said as he reached a hand into the sack. No, don't! Billy said, surprised by his own violence. Dad looked him quizzically. Hand held midair, ready to dive down and pick filter from plastic womb. Why not? Dad's hand dove. Billy's hand reached to stop. Held lifelessly in November nothing. Like a hand might rise stupidly to block a bullet. Then out came Dad's hand, oil filter and all. The wind freighted the sack wild away. Damn it, get it, will you? Billy! Billy did not move. Dad watched the sack fly away like a kite, dancing the madcap sky, feeling a minor sin for the littering. What's gone into you? Um. Dad looked, waiting for an answer. Um. Dad looked on. I, um, thought I saw... Dad did not blink. Spider. In the sack. Dad rolled his eyes, rolled back under the car. Someday, Dad's voice came out from under the carousel machinery. You'll learn spiders aren't worth much worry.
Why is that? Because there are things worth more worries, son. Billy knew he was talking about money and jobs and mortgages and taxes and Roth IRAs and timing belts and voodoo duties and compound interest gains and stock market losses. But he couldn't help but watch the white plastic sack get all tangled up in the shitstorm sky. Out there on the wind, crackling with noise that sounded like someone sifting the radio dial for sound. It was a kind of sound that blew through a boy, blew through a man. There you are. Shit. Billy hadn't kept an ear out for Mom's music. I got a list for you, Billy. Mom always had a list. Hell, it was too late now. There was no running, no bolting for the prison gates. No place to go anyhow. Billy winced. Mom handed him a note card full of cruel and unusual. Wiped down the window sills, dust off the furniture, rake the leaves, clean out the old bird fountain in the backyard, all the way to the bottom of the list. Empty the garbages. No, Billy said mutedly. The sooner you start, the sooner you're done. No, Mom, not the garbages. Not today. But a mom couldn't hear her son. Because kids are so new to words, have so few. And adults forget that. Adults who've browned their eyes with dictionary lookups forget kids don't even know what a synonym is. Adults who've had 30, 40, 50 years picking up loose change words off grocery store floors forget what it's like to have just one goddamn penny to spend. Adults who stumbled into words carried on the back of friends. Adults who out of boredom have bartered with crossword puzzles for a bit of understanding. Adults who, above all, had their jaws held open wide while the world around them shoveled heaps of the strange sandwiches made of sound and meaning belly deep, yes. Adults forget what it's like to have only a small fistful of words. Adults forget that when a kid doesn't have the tongue bullets to shoot, that kid can't say the difference between I don't want to make my bed today and I can't make my bed today. Billy had said no, Mom, not the garbages, not today, because he didn't have the words to say, Mom, I'm really freaked out, because there is that garbage truck that picked up Grandma and Grandpa's garbage, and have you ever seen the man inside? Well, I've seen the truck past a hundred times, maybe two hundred, maybe three hundred, and I've looked. And I can't see anyone driving it. And if no one is driving it, then that means something's wrong. Because cars don't drive themselves. And Grandpa talked to the garbage man the day he died. But Grandma didn't see the garbage man. And then Grandpa had a heart attack. And I saw a garbage sack coming out of their garage as we were driving away towards the hospital. And now Mrs. Brogan's dead. 
Not from the cigarettes, no. But from cracking her head open like an egg on the counter, what held omelets and McMuffins and on Halloween. And that night, I saw the garbage sack again. And it was watching me. Or at least, I felt watched. And how can you feel watched if something isn't watching you, Mom? And I don't know what's going on, but I'm really goddamn scared. And yeah, I just took the Lord's name wrong so you would hear me. And listen, and understand, Mom, because I'm so goddamn scared because there's something wrong in the garbage, don't you see? Because that ambulance that picked up Mary Brogan's body smelled just the same as the garbage truck. And what if they are the same thing? What if people are just candy bars with chocolate and caramel soles, and the body's just a kind of wrapper? And so the ambulance is just a garbage truck come to pick up our cigarette butt bodies smoked dead. But we don't like that idea. So we paint it different and put lights on the stupid thing and say, sure looks different, that ambulance. See those lights up on there? Well, that means it's important. Yeah, ain't never seen a garbage truck with lights on it. So that's your proof. They aren't the same. So we say stuff like that, just to kid ourselves. Just so we don't have to sit alone with the thought that we're all waiting for the day the garbage truck comes for us. But Billy didn't say any of these things because he didn't have the words to say them yet. So he did what all kids do, which is sling the clutch of words he knew. No, Mom. Not the garbages. Not today. And opened his eyes wide. To hope the parent would look into the drawn windows and see the sad story playing out inside the eyeballs. But Billy's mother didn't look into her kid's eyes often. It was a very hard thing for her to do. And when she did, it was like she hadn't seen anything. William Blake Masters, I don't want to hear it. Not today. And Mom was gone. Just like that.